guys. <laughs> we both tried to start yeah. that at the exact same time. That's what I was hoping for. I'm just going to say good evening, but then we, we got hey guys. Okay. I don't like that. <laughs> All right. Good evening. Hey guys. Good evening. That's hey our, guys. Th- that's our intro. Human beings. We could have a different intro every every time. Yeah, we have to come up with like new ways to greet our audience every time. Are you guys in, you guys you guys having a good time <laughs> listening to us talk about how we're gonna open the show while everybody. we're doing the show? You're all here in the room with us. <laughs> well, welcome to this podcast. I don't welcome know what this is. We don't have a name for it yet, but I like I really am partial to human pasta. Or like alien spit. You didn't tell me about alien spit. I like alien spit. Uh, I just thought of it right now. <laughs> just just this second, I thought of alien spit. Um, alien spit. Stupid. <laughs> that's, that's like. But I name, like it though. That's like the name of a really trashy punk band. Yeah, I was gonna say like a really like indie band. <laughs> alien spit. We're, we're alien spit. One two three four. <laughs> Good morning, my name. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. Has a band ever like started like like Good morning? Uh, yeah, high school bands. Oh Good morning, God. Bristol County Auditorium. Human skunk, go. Human skunk. <laughs> These are just a lot of your names have human in the name. It's a human pasta, human skunk. That is a. That's why Colin thinks um <laughs> thinks I'm an alien or an Because <laughs> you're trying to be like, how about human? <laughs> well, no. Anytime, anytime I ask how it's going, I'm like, how are how are all those human beings doing today? <laughs> like, like uh, I just want to take a sidebar here, real quick. Uh, we should. My name's Quentin Bell. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. This is Quentin Bell. I'm Derek Mola. We're this is welcome to and the that's, podcast. And that's Jeremy Spittles. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome Jeremy Spittles. Get out of here, Jeremy. <laughs> Nobody likes you. Um, yeah, welcome to the podcast. It's kind of just yeah, our little we comedy haven't, we podcast. Haven't thought of a, we haven't thought of a name yet. We're just two funny folks being being two funny, funny bros. Funny folks. Two beans in a bean speed soup. <laughs> two beans in a what soup? I don't know. Bean speed soup. <laughs> Anywho, this is. Uh, I guess we're just feeling it out. We we got our little hands inside this mess of, uh, of yeah. funny funny funny. Business. Getting our hands dirty. Getting our hands smelly. Nice and stinky. <laughs> nice and stinky. <laughs> nice, and stinky. And smelly. nice and stinky hands. Quentin's a costume designer, so you might have and seen I'm, this stuff. And I'm secretly in, a writer. <laughs> and secretly a writer. You might have but, seen but this stuff in the background. I'm a... Dir- the I'm background. A, the background. I'm a director <laughs> and a writer. That's oh. what I do. And now we're two funny talkers. And now we're just talking into a big black just, ball. Just like this really diverse group of people. Yeah, it's really white. This really, really diverse white group of people. <laughs> a really large group of two white guys. <laughs> two white guys. <laughs> two white men. We, we're, yeah. We're like, yeah, we are white men, Quentin, yeah. We're two straight white guys. Yeah. <laughs> the most, nobody's ever heard of that before. <laughs> yeah, no one's ever seen two white guys before. Hmm. We should start a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. A Dungeons and Dragons yeah, podcast. Yeah, nobody's ever ever done that. Yeah, no one's <laughs> ever done. A no, Dungeon. that's so. No original. one's ever done Dungeons and Dragons like on. You know what we ought to do? We what? should do magic, but no cameras, just audio. Just <laughs> audio. It would be so quiet. Yeah, I was playing. Let's play. And Yu-Gi-Oh. not not saying the card names. Let's play Yu Gi Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a really intense just... game. Of, it's a really intense game of Yu Gi Oh, but we're not saying anything. It's, it's just like. Yeah, we're, like we're way too into it. It would be as if we were actually playing, but we're recording it. So it's just yeah. like the sounds of cards going down. And it's like, ah, oh, fuck. All you right, ever, you ever seen like a tournament Yu-Gi-Oh? No. Like, like watching like Do they have the Yu-Gi-Oh? Phone? Do they have the wrist? They don't have the dual disc, which I uh, wish they did. But it's like it's like shit. that where they're just like no one's saying anything. They're just like I love stuff making like moves like really fast and just like playing the cards. Like there's nothing happening. Mm. So it's really weird. 
I love Yu-Gi-Oh. I haven't played Yu-Gi-Oh in a long time, but I, never, I love Yu-Gi-Oh. I, I think when I was a kid, I had the cards, but I never actually played I think I just liked the way they looked. I watched, I watched the cartoon. I had a shit ton of cards. I, just, I had the dual discs. I had the dual discs from I, the first season, from uh, a I random season. I wanted disc, just because I thought it was neat. I had the one from Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, <laughs> with the one with like, the Elemental Heroes. Okay. Where well, they went to the dueling yeah. school, the dueling yeah, academy. yeah. I don't know shit about Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> I love Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh and, I, and I Chaotic. Watched... And did you ever play Chaotic? Uh-uh. Chaotic was so fun. Not No, not me. <laughs> I don't know. What, <laughs> my is, friend, what is... My friend sent me a, a picture the other day. Uh, do you know who Matt Mercer is? Uh, vaguely. He's a voice actor. Uh, he sent me a photo. And it was this, like, really jacked dude. And he was, like posing a picture in the window like not in the window in a mirror and his caption was i don't play dungeons and dragons have you seen oh that? my god seen okay that? can i just uh, i literally have that so yeah and it's my... matt it's matt mercer like making like he wrote a long post being like dude that's okay like literally oh yeah that, yeah there's right here my officer I, I just... i'd like to report a murder I just. Uh, oh I, my god, that's so <laughs> awesome! Yeah. Okay, so nobody. Can, I didn't get Nobody it. sees I, what I we're talking. First of all, nobody can see what we're talking about. We should. We should at some point. So, like I said, there's we'll a there's a picture the of a Jack dude, and he's his name is uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Yeah. And yeah, he yeah, says, yeah. "I don't play." And it's just a buff picture of him, and his caption is, "I don't play Dungeons and Dragons." And then on the left, uh, I guess Joe Mag Maganelio. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but you've seen him and stuff. He's he's playing like. Um, What's his name? Deathstroke. Oh. He's in Magic Mike. Oh, he does. Uh, yeah, he's like, you know, if you look him up, and he wrote, I do, and it's like a muscle, muscly picture yeah. of him. <laughs> but the one I was talking about, there's this voice actor, Matt Mercer, and he's like, he did, uh, who's the skeleton guy in Overwatch? I don't know. Do you know? Okay. I don't play Overwatch. I know. All the, all the gamers are going to get mad at us now. <laughs> all the hardcore well, gamers. yeah, I'm a shitty gamer. All so the gamer whatever. girls. I'm not a fucking gamer. I'm a nerd. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a fucking loser. But it's I'm he, smelly, he wrote like uh, he wrote like this really like condescending like that's okay. I didn't like it either at first, but I'm sure you just didn't have the right like <laughs> team. Like, let me show you some time. And like my friend like nine one one. I'd like to report on murder. <laughs> uh. Yeah, that's this is the Dungeons and Dragons group I just joined. My friend Ian set it up. He's like, he sends us a text. He goes, obviously, all of you know me, but none <laughs> of you know each other. <laughs> it's a great way to open Dude, up the chat. Well, I love it because like I tried to start one with him a while ago mm-hmm. with a bunch of other people, and um, nobody's schedule synced up like at all. So okay. so so like, it didn't work out. Blah blah blah. And he was like, it's you know, it's good if you have a group of people that all. All know each other. I have to answer this text. Um, Can I have one of these crunch bars? Yeah, eat that crunch bar. Okay. Chew it real nice and loud. Yeah, right for the, right the microphone. Okay. Oh, let's, here's let's, the. We'll no, do, no, 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 no. We'll have an ASMR moment really quick. I don't like. <laughs> it's not about what you like. It's about what our ASMR audience. Likes. Well, let me tell you the golden rule: treat others how you want to be treated. I don't like the sound of people eating things, and so for everybody in the world's sake, I don't do that. You're gonna make me mad. I'll end up. I'll end up editing this. I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> I'm gonna really kill you. I hate that. just grabbed my arm like, like a like a little gargoyle. He put his arm on my shoulder and perched his like like dug his fingers into my shoulder a little bit. I went. I went like a bald eagle. Yeah, I went crazy. Uh, I don't like that sound. I don't like that sound. I'm gonna have to hear it later. 
Whatever. Can I still treat I'll, you? I'll deal um, with it. I will be sad. <laughs> I will be sad. No, no, but but he was telling me, um, you want to have a group like you kind of know. And I just think it's funny that he picked four people and he knows each of these four people, but none of us have ever met. <laughs> like, <laughs> like even the other, th- like the three other people have not met each other. Mm-hmm. So it's like four strangers. We all know our friend Ian walking into a <laughs> D&D scenario. Like, I hope I'm sitting here hope, thinking like knowing Ian, they're all really cool. But, uh, I'm sitting here thinking, like, man, I hope they're not, like, dickheads. Yeah. They're, I mean, it'll be great. I've never played Dungeons mm-hmm. and Dragons before. It's very fun. I think it's very fun. I, I tried to one. join a game once. I think I told you this Dude, story. Dude, get into... No, I tried. I have to rebuild the group anyway because two people... We won't mention their names, but two people... Well, I tried to join a game, but I wasn't allowed to join because of my the character. Fuck? fuck them. I, I My character <laughs> was going to cool. be a, a giant penis. You told me about this. Yeah, yeah his mind. name was... Never mind. His name was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> You're stupid and I don't like But you. it was funny. I, my, I made my character. His name was Dick and Balls. Yeah. And he was the right. prince of a, of right, a so lost probably. civilization. But okay. I, they were like, no, that's stupid. You weren't allowed to join. All right, but then they were right. doing things like... You caught me with the lost civilization. I can get into it <laughs> Yeah. I was like, he's from a lost civilization. He's like a warrior. He's a prince. Right, right. And he's but just he's like, also, and, he's but he's got a smiley face and he talks and my friend drew like a picture of him. It was <laughs> funny. Like, got uh, so, but like, they were like, make, no, like, you can't join because of your character. But you have to make new rules for him unless you based him based. Like they are everybody's got like different stat and racial. I don't things. know. I don't yeah, know yeah. any of this stuff. They were just like, then fucking but this read is the up. Thing, but this is what they need. This is what, <laughs> get a book. This is what pissed me off was that they were like. They were like, you can't join because your character. These are my friends, also by the way. This is yeah. like a random group. Yeah, this is like my friend. Mean. They were just like, fuck you, can't join. But they were like, but they were telling me about the game, and they like found they a Nazi in a hole. Like they were like, we found a Nazi in the cave, and and then they were like, we went into a village, and it was all uh, Daisy Ridley or like Amelia Clark. Yeah, I was like you can do all can, that, but I can't have a giant penis as a character. Can, can I tell you this? About, I was going to play the game that. seriously. I just wanted... Like, you wanted to be a cock and balls. I wanted to be a like, cock and Like, who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't want to be that? Listen, my friend Matt works at a boarding school, and he... Some of the kids started a Dungeons & Dragons club, and he was, like, the chaperone for it. And it was a lot like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what you just described to me is what these 12- and 13-year-old boys <laughs> did in their Dungeons & Dragons game. You hear that, Zach and Logan? <laughs> so your your game was the equivalent of a 12-year-old's game. So I just... <laughs> I wanted that to be out in the world. <laughs> yeah. As knowledge. Uh, no, dude... I would have uh, if you were. I would have let you join my campaign, but I would have. I would have just said you're a you're a sub race of Avaleth. <laughs> a sub race of Avaleth gave you the stats of a monster. Aboleth. You hear that, folks? I just got dissed in no 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 D&D no no language. Are you kidding me? No, <laughs> no. I'm trying to help you. I'm lazy. Well, because you said sub race. Well, yeah, because you're you don't. Listen, you don't know enough to realize No, well, like, an Aboleth is a really big monster that, you know, if you're looking in the right light, looks like one penis with three other penises coming off of it. So, 
rather than three other penises, you'd have two little balls, and you'd be just a different type of aboleth, you know? Like some weird, like, I'm hybrid. Like a weird offspring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like a mutation. Yeah. You know? and so that and it would make sense. Like, it would go into the prince, like, you know, hundreds and thousands of years ago. There was, you know, like bonobos and chimpanzees. It's I that, came up with a whole backstory for the character. I don't know where it is Ab- now. Aboleths, it, like it is legitimately like bonobos and chimpanzees, because aboleths are super dangerous and scary. They have psychic attacks. They generally live, like, deep. I think they live deep underwater. I can't remember honestly. No, they live in like deep caves. Uh, and so your species would be, you know, like just like a chimp and bonobo are like the same from like the same ancestral family. Aboleths in the cock and ball species would be from the same <laughs> ancestral, you know, the same. Uh, what is that? What is, what is that? Um, What's the term for that? What? The same, the same phylum? Same phylum, but species? there's a. Uh, King Philip. No, like common ancestor. You oh. share a you share a common ancestor, and your race would probably be a lot cooler and gentler. Maybe not telekinetic. We'd be very gentle. Yeah, we and so just like slam it in. We'd be gentle. And then and the, <laughs> yeah, the aboleth is all cock. Yeah, know? no ball, no ball to stop it from you know? <laughs> no ball to no ball stop, to stop it. it. Is that what the balls are? Is like a. Indicator. Well, if it's not attached to a body, I feel like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the anchor point, so yeah. it doesn't get... This is gross. It's when you know you're going too far. <laughs> this, is, this conversation is not too far. Anyway, I would let you in. But that's the thing, yeah. is if you make a new race, you have to make up all the stats and stuff for it. And, so, and I was gonna. I just didn't have my sheet. I was I was back... Well, dude, these are all my friends from Savannah. Fuck, fuck your Savannah friends. <laughs> tell them you hear that, guys? Tell them to go to hell. Tell them, tell them, I'm gonna find. I'm gonna them. make them listen to this, I'm and then they'll listen to this part, and they're gonna be really upset. I'm not gonna do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, well, now I've already run out of steam. I'm done. <laughs> You've already run out of steam. How long are we recording? Let's pack. Oh, like 16 minutes. <laughs> let's pack this up. Let's ship it. Okay. Out. Well. Okay. You want to talk about? How about we shift gears and talk about a little uh, serious topic that I've been thinking about? A kind serious of serious topic, not super serious. Well, we we could we could talk about what we're doing. <laughs> you want to talk about what this, we're doing? Well, this is like, as I understand it, what you and I are go- setting out to do with this little entertainment group is is curious because, like, we're doing this podcast, which is almost like a behind the scenes of something we're working on. Mm-hmm. We haven't even put anything out yet. Yeah. <laughs> like we've, we've just had ideas and we're planning to film and start real. I don't know. It's very weird. I feel mm-hmm. like, I feel like some, some entertainment groups, the podcast comes last. Like they make a bunch of stuff and then they're like, we may as well record a podcast. We mm-hmm. almost did it in reverse. Yeah. Where we're like, let's get our feet wet talking in front of a microphone before dancing in front of a camera. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Not to cut you off, but I was just like, no, you're fine. Well, how about we, yeah, how about we talk about what what, our dreams, what's going on in our lives right now? What's going on in our lives? Nothing's going on in my life. (laughs) Nothing's going on in my life. No, okay, well, I'll I'll go first, I guess. Well, I'm still in school. I'm a film student. I go to, I, uh, I go to Emerson College. Fucking nerd. Fucking Fucking lame piece of shit. I want to be a, I want to write and direct movies and Mm -hmm. do uh, other, I mean, that's, that's kind of my main focus, but I... I don't know. And we're doing this. We're, we're gonna probably do some sketches soon. Some, a side project. We want to do sketches. Um, maybe putting out t-shirts soon. I don't know. Go on. But uh, no. I mean, yeah. That's really all I got. I mean, like that's all you've got. That's all I've. That's all I've got. I sit at home and I play video games and I do homework and 
Like it's, I'm in the slow season right now. I'm in the off season because mm. it's like I've been in the off season. <laughs> the, I, I've been on the bench for a very long time. I actually got kicked out of the. I actually got kicked out. League. I just kind of hang I'm out. I'm not even in the league anymore. I'm kind of like on a street corner. Just kind of hang out. My thumb at my ass. Um, I graduated really recently. Well, not really recently anymore. I graduated last spring as a costume design fo- theater major, costume design focus with a minor in English, um, and now I'm doing. Things that are entertainment based but have nothing to do with costume design. Yeah. With the, because like I have nothing going on. Like I'm working on shows here and there, but I still don't have like a steady actual job. I live with my brothers now. Um, I sleep in my living room. I still, I still room. live with my parents. I live with my, I still live with my mom and dad. Um, and I'm still, but I'm a senior. And like, yeah. I'm still, yeah. I'm still in school. I was living alone. See, because that's the thing. Is like I had a job for the school that was helping pay for my rent, and I had another job. But they cut hours on that job as I graduated. And so as I graduated, I lost my job. Rent went up to $900 a month for one room. I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. So I had to come out here. And recently, I've just been working on my cosplays, working with uh, Ragnarok Productions on their stuff. I feel like with a costume designer, Dude. I'm not trying to, and I'm not trying to belittle people's crew jobs. Oh, okay. I'm just saying, like, as a costume designer, I feel like it's a very much needed job where it's like oh, people on the I feel set. Like it's the exact opposite. Really? <laughs> yeah, nobody. I can't find any work anywhere. That's <laughs> nobody true. wants design costume design. Well, well, I I didn't. The thing is, for that show, is I was not. If I was just a costume designer, like. The way it works in the real world, as far as I understand it, I wouldn't even really be on set at all. If I was yeah. actually like, like, if, like if, we, if it was like a full like Hollywood production, there's wardrobe people that like trickles down like like hierarchy wise. Like I would drop all my designs, give it to a shop. The shop makes it, and they kind of like take it from there. I was I was all of, like I was costume designer and like the costume team in general, including like wardrobe, stitchers, maintenance people, the the folks like deliberating like what goes where. Like I was at everything, mm-hmm. so that's why I was needed on that set. But that's because it was like an indie. Yeah, indie that, and that yeah, like I didn't yeah. So yeah, I guess I didn't really think about it like that. Like yeah, you're you're mostly in the pre production stage, like yeah, getting all that ready and then, yeah, as as solely a designer. But yeah. it's not uncommon for designers to do like a few different jobs, I mm. suppose, depending on the. Do you want to go into the more Hollywood sort of thing, or do you want to stay in the I, indie he, here's, range? Here's, like, here's the thing with me: I'll do literally anything. <laughs> I I just like making stuff. I like working with people on things. I like I really like the design process. Like I like I I enjoy doing the research. You know, like if I'm doing like, you know, like let's say we're doing like Shakespeare or something, but they want to do it in like 18, 1825. I like, I like like researching that era and like make sure I've got my facts straight, but there's not a lot of money. Like, and I love doing indie stuff. Like what we just did was super fun. I really like working on the indie stuff. It's really fun. The bigger a production gets, the more stressful it gets. Yeah. But then the more like amenities there are. Like I was at a festival a while ago and I mean, this was, this was last winter for something I did at UMass the school I used to go to, University of Massachusetts, Boston. One of my designs got sent to the Kennedy Center American Theater Arts Festival or whatever. But uh, I talked to someone there after after they did my response and stuff. Basically, you get in a room and you present whatever your designs were. Like if it was like a lighting design, set design, costume design, makeup design, hair, makeup, whatever. And then professionals in the industry come and they look at your shit and they say, oh, well, you did this really well, but you could have done better here. And, you know, they basically just tell you what they thought of your designs and what you could have done differently and, and ask you questions about like you know your process whatever and i won i've always won an award when i when i went which is makes me feel cool and this woman told me 
when I was there, and I've known her for a while. Denise, Denise. Oh, I shouldn't have even said her name, honestly. Denise it, Wallace. Yeah, or Denise Wallace. I feel embarrassed because if she ever ever hears this, she's gonna be like, "That motherfucker doesn't even know my name." But I know her. Really, I know her. Like I, I know her. I've spoken to her. She's a nice, yeah, she's a good, nice lady. Her her name is in my phone. Um, but anyway, Denise Wallace. She she gave me this whole speech about like. Oh, you know, I think you're really talented, but you know, you you could be you could be a really big fish in a small pond, or you could be a small or big fish in a huge pond. You know, uh, you know, she's like, you should try to find a way to get yourself into like certain warehouses and like certain bigger productions, so you can be around like fabric from different. They basically, rather than going through the pile at the garment district to grab like one dollar shirts and, and pants, I could, you know, be working for like a real studio that has access to like an entire shop because that actually really hindered me on this production was that i didn't have an actual costume shop to like do repairs and do fittings i had to just kind of guess and accessorize people and be like okay can you bring a pair of pants because all the pants i have going to fit you mm-hmm. basically she's saying you could do that and you could kill it but you know then my name doesn't get anywhere try to get yourself in a position where you can get to these bigger studios I don't know how to do that though. <laughs> yeah, like I don't, I don't know. Like, do I just walk up to Disney and be like, "Hey, can I start sewing for you?" Guys? I don't know how to do that. So for a while, I was working in a stitcher shop, just like, like, like not like it was, a, it was a design place, and the and it was independent and owned by this one woman who's super cool and super nice. And I learned a lot while I was there, but I didn't do a lot of different stuff outside of just like you know some menial stitching and things, which you know was useful to learn, like you know, how to bustle a dress and do lace and stuff like that, but nothing beyond that. So on my own, I've been trying to like get better at stuff, but I really like the, dis- the, the indie stuff. Like to, I'd love to just do indie stuff and I'd love to do the Hollywood stuff to get it, see what it's like. Personally, I just like making things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just really like making things, designing yeah. things. Like that's why I do so much cosplay. That's just like original characters, like the Mandalorian I'm working on. Just because it's fun to conceptualize, like, what does this guy do with his day? Like, I have rags on his van bracers. Why does he have rags? Why is he so raggedy? You know, like, what era of Star Wars is this guy living in that's forced him to be so poor? Is it is it during the plague that killed most of Mandalorians? Again, nerd. <laughs> I forget the name of the plague, but some pl- Anyway, so a super long answer. I would love to do any type of work. But the thing is, with this indie stuff, it's hard to make do it and and stay alive i have a friend who's in florida right now i met him at the beginning of the summer around june in las vegas and he and his girlfriend both got jobs designing as one one for set and the other one for lighting and costumes i think or i can't remember they, they're both good technicians and designers mm-hmm. and so as technicians they have jobs anywhere because it's like okay yeah i can i can string up you know, lights and stuff in any venue. But then they also designed and they were able to set things up. Like his, his girlfriend was able to set things up so that she was like designing 60% of her job was at home and 40% was on site. So she would design from home and come into their studio, do stuff. And, and I'm like, and they're getting paid a salary to do that though. So like their hourly, their time at home being spent designing they're being paid for that. And then the time they come in, I, as far as I understood it. So it's like, but that's, I don't know how the fuck that guy landed that. Yeah, like, right. Like a lot of it is knowing people and they're getting, like he's in grad school, I think. And so he's getting connections through his graduates program. And so like, I'm not doing that though. Anyway, but that's me. That's me. I went on for so, like you were so quick, <laughs> but uh, that's like my long answer to like everything. Like I want to do anything where I just get the opportunity to make stuff and work with people and in whatever capacity that is. That's also why I branched out into like, I think it's funny now that I'm doing podcasting and sketch stuff with you because mm-hmm. I've always wanted to write and stuff. I don't know anything about directing. 
but I've never had people around me that are like motivated or want to do it with me. And I'm the type of person where Dude, like I, 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 it's the same thing with me. Like just like take it away because I just talked for like 15 <laughs> no, it's a lot of talk. It's a lot of like yeah, like I've had a lot of people bail on me or like just people aren't as motivated and I want to do these things, but it's it's just tough because yeah, sometimes it's a time thing. Sometimes it's like people think they want to do it, but mm-hmm. they like. Because they think it's a, a cool idea, but they never actually want to follow through. You, so here, here's the thing that I found. As college went on, I was more and more like, I don't want to act in the shows we're doing, but I'd like to make something. And nobody, everybody was so fucking flaky. Yeah. And then, you know, I, went, I, were, I started working at the Improv Asylum, and they were like super clicky and weird. And I was like, you're all really nice and cool, but I get the feeling you don't actually want to work with me in any capacity. Like, yeah. I could not ask those people to, to join in doing a sketch thing with me. Maybe, I don't know. And then, you know, I met I met some good folks as I was leaving the university. And they're good and smart people. And they're definitely driven and dedicated. I feel like when someone else is handing them a schedule. And the thing is, I love booze and I love weed just as much as the next person. <laughs> and, and I... I I I make like grandiose grand that fuck it cannot say that word grandiose right grandiose grandiose large schemes when I when I'm intoxicated yeah but I will try to follow through with them it's so funny how many people they have like one or two beers and I'm like yeah let's do that thing and I have had one or two beers and with those one or two beers I'm like oh yeah they're dedicated too but little do I know at the time in the morning it comes out they're really, it's it's a substance fueling that desire. There are yeah. so many people I've hung out with. We've had like, we go out for drinks and I, I share like an idea I have for a sketch and they're like, oh, fuck yeah, let's do it. And then they're like unreachable. And I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, cool. I was, I was earnest. <laughs> I was like serious. <laughs> I, was I, I wasn't like just the booze is telling me, look, this is funny. I've thought about this. I had this idea in the shower earlier this morning. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck, fuck you guys. And then like, I don't know, like I feel like, it's easy for things like alcohol and stuff to get in the way of people's motivation. But then one thing that always irritated me at UMass was I, I learned a lot about like the rules and regulations of like student theater and stuff and like why we didn't have student run productions and why it was like it, 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 there's a lot that goes into allowing students to put up and create their own productions and do them at the school. You need a lot more resources if you're doing it with all the red tape and through all the bureaucracy. Like if you're going through the schooling system and you like you know like let's say you're a freshman at UMass Boston and you you want to write and you know kind of produce your own show using the school's resources you can't just do that i mean you you could feasibly just do that but uh there's because it's like an institution because like there's so many people that are going to be liable for that stuff it's hard to just like let kids loose and I would try to explain that to my peers and colleagues. Like, I mean, I too want to just go use the studio that we have because it's never, it's always open. It'd be cool if we could just pop in there, rehearse something and then put something up. But like a lot of people, there a lot of heads need to be involved if you're going to do it on the up, which is kind of what's fun about indie stuff because like we could kind of do whatever we wanted. We weren't beholden to any larger rules. Mm-hmm. And people would talk big about like, let's do an independent project. Like let's do an improv. Let's make an improv group. Oh, but the school won't let us do it. And it's like, we don't have to do it through the school. <laughs> like, yeah. We can just do our own thing. Like, like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that in film school. Okay, yeah. Can no. you take it away? <laughs> <laughs> take it away. Take it, take it away. I've been talking all night. <laughs> Um, there's a lot of that in film school that which bothered me, which was that like 
And a lot of people would wait for, like, a professor to say, like, well, well, we can, here's the project. Like, you know, we can, like, wait for the professor to give them an assignment so they can have an excuse to make a film. Yeah. I kind of learned early on that, like, that was really dumb. And, like, I, <laughs> me and my, like, I made a short film my freshman year. It's really bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really bad short film. It's on my YouTube if you want to go watch it. <laughs> I encourage you to go watch it to see how bad it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really bad. <laughs> I was sort of like, okay, well, I need to make something every year. I should try to make one thing at least every That's sort of good. school year. Yeah. I made that, and then I made Food Runners. Yeah. The, which, my, is, which is nominated now. Which is uh, going to be in the 401 Film Festival in Rhode Island. Give, uh, them, give them your channel so they know where to find that. Mola um, Productions yeah, okay. on YouTube. <laughs> it's got a little baby me as the picture. Oh. A little baby me in a firefighter oh. hat. <laughs> um, That's right. Um, and then I made Food Runners, and that was like the first big project that I made. And again, that was all outside of the class. That was like me contacting like seven different people to ask like to be a producer until finally someone said yes. Uh, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, mm-hmm. but I figured it out. And like, um, you made it work. I made it work and outside of the channels you'd have to swim through normally. Yeah, to like for school, and like now, and though everybody's asking me now, like since. Or, like, that's a big question now since I'm a senior is, like, are you going to do your, um, what's it called? You know, like, uh, final project. Oh, like, like your, a thesis? Yeah, like your yeah. senior thesis. Yeah, like people ask like me, are you going to do your... Yeah, Capstone. Capstone. Yeah. yeah. People ask me, are you going to do... Touchstone. Touchstone. <laughs> that's a film company. Blarney Stone. It's, it's close. <laughs> Emma Stone. <Blarney>. Emma Stone. <laughs> the Philosopher's Stone. <laughs> Anyway, the timestone. <laughs> the um, dark crystal. <laughs> okay. Um, what the fuck was I even saying? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, yeah. cause, well, first of all, I don't really have the room because I transferred. So mm. I, I, it's a lot of requirement classes that I have to take. Yeah. So I don't really have any room to, like, pick what kind of classes I want. Right. Um, so I don't even think I'll get to do it. But even if I... But I'm not upset about it. Like, mm. everybody's makes it like a big deal but i'm like i don't know like i'm i'm possibly going to be shooting something in the winter with quentin as one of the leads yes, yes, yes. so i'm like whatever i got scripts in my mind i got ideas <laughs> I'm gonna like eat. i i'm gonna be eaten yeah <laughs> so like okay, i'm not gonna be upset going about it it's like i always i always as long find as you're a, making stuff yeah i'll find a way to make a project yeah but like kind of going off of what we were talking about your whole like tirade. Massive spiel. Yeah. Going back to the <laughs> Hollywood for like thing. like 20 minutes there. Like, over that. I'm kind of in the same boat, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I think I want to stay more independent because I don't want to make it sound like I had this great, ex- this like amazing experience being on a set. I was a PA on a professional set yeah. for like four days okay. um, on Defending Jacob. And uh, it was really cool and I learned a lot and I got to stand next to Chris Evans <laughs> and, and that was really cool and be in front of the kid from It, Billy, I don't remember his name. Uh, yeah. But um, it was really cool and I got to, and I learned a lot about like professional so, set like, stuff. Yeah. And what I would be doing, like I already knew what I was going to be doing as a PA but I finally got to like live that out. Yeah, and like, like a real PA. Yeah, like a real, like a real PA and um <laughs> While a lot of it was cool and I met a lot of cool people, it was sort of that like stressful thing. Like they expect a, a lot. Yeah, like, like there's well, a level so you have to meet. My eight, so like your first AD and your second AD when you're a PA, those are like your bosses. I never met them oh, once, fuck. and they were all. I'm not trying to shit talk people in the industry, and I'm not going to say whose names they are. And I want to preface this. I want to preface this by saying. 
that they were doing their jobs and they were damn very good at their jobs. And like being an AD is a stressful position. There's a thing called like the AD 50, I think it's called, where it's like most ADs like die of the age 50 because they're so stressed oh, out. Fuck. Like they were very stressed out and great. they were doing just their best. But yes, they were kind of grumpy to us sometimes and they they never said hi to any of us. And like, but I don't really. What is I, with that? <laughs> I don't take. I feel like it's so easy to be. Whatever. It doesn't affect me. It doesn't hurt me because, again, they're just doing their job. And, I mean, whatever. We're little PAs. But, like, that's the thing is, like, being a PA is such a... It can be kind of degrading. Like, I mean, you know what last call is, right? Yeah. <laughs> to an extent. <laughs> so when it's lunchtime... At 1 a.m. generally. In Boston, at I least. Know, I don't know what... I don't know <laughs> well, what, I think it's 2 a.m. Well, like, whenever lunch is on a set... <laughs> whenever it's lunch on a set or dinner or whatever, last call is, so like, every... So, like, the PAs all have to wait, and then everybody else goes and get their food. And mm. then when the last person who, like, isn't a PA gets their food, oh. the PAs go, okay, guys, uh, last call at 1 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, lunch is over at one uh, thirty-five or whatever. Okay. So then the PAs have 35 minutes to eat, but, like, everybody else has had, like, an hour yeah. or, like, 50 minutes to eat. Like, they love you, man. That's so it's kind of bullshit. You kind of get treated like dirt a little bit. I mean, most of the time I was doing lockup, which is, like, lame. you're just standing in a corner, like, telling people to be quiet, and most of the time nobody's being loud because everybody so wants to be quiet. Yeah. So it's not as... it's de- Like, I knew it wasn't glamorous, and it... But it, it was kind of almost a hit in the face being like, oh, gosh, this really isn't yeah, as glamorous it, as I thought it was. This is what I'm trying to say. Like, So that being said, I was like, well, do I really want to keep doing this professional route of like doing these crappy gigs for so long? You know, being a PA and getting, you know, it paid really well. I got good money because prof- it was Paramount yeah. was a studio. Yeah, but like I don't know it's, Flip, that, yeah. it's this weird thing so I was like I don't know I could just be and like and then also thinking about like me making a film through a studio where I was like if I ever do make a film through a studio do I really want to do that do I really want to have like people breathing down my neck and changing my script and like working with these big it depends on the people? studio like, like it does that, depend on that's the, the thing um I was I was gonna say the professional there's a what what you what you were just a part of was a real like a cognitive machine like there's a real hierarchy I mm-hmm. think to the more professional stuff that you have to try to find a way to navigate depending on what you want to do and it's a lot of you know you you start literally like pretty much shoveling shit yeah <laughs> and then and it's the same and for someone like you know like let's let's say I just want to do costume design that trajectory is very different and and that's one I don't have a full grasp on like I know a lot of folks what they do is. They work on their designs. They take as many like small shows as they can, but then they work as like stitchers and stuff elsewhere. Like if you want to be a good design, like like costume designer, like any designer really, like if you want to be a set or stage designer, mm. like using costume design as the, as the example, the one I know the most about having an, having knowledge of how to like construct a garment and what goes into making and like actually maintaining and manufacturing. A, a piece of, of clothing or costumes for the stage or for film is so beneficial to your design. Cause if you're a designer that doesn't know the practicality of like making stuff, how can you ask, you know, like, let's say I am in that scene, you know, somehow I've, I've worked my way up to, or, or just landed a nice des- job in a design job in a studio. How can I ask people to make something that like I designed, like I drew, I drafted this thing up, but like, if I don't know how to even, you know, drape and, and tailor the thing together. I, I can't I mean, ask people to make it. It's very similar to directing where like 
It's all if you're so directing similar. something, you all have to. Well, in the terms of directing, like you have to know at least a little bit about each department and what exactly. each department does. Because yeah. if you're gonna, you know, you have the idea in your head of what you want the scene to be like, but if you can't effectively communicate to your cinematographer what it is exactly you want, yeah. uh, then it's tough because you don't really know what cinematography is or like. Um, yeah, and I'm not a big you, camera you need person. To know the or, jargon and stuff. I don't too. know a whole lot about cameras or lights and stuff, but like I know a little bit enough to at least communicate to a cinematographer. And the, and the other thing too is obviously like communication. Like your cinematographer has ideas. They are they are creative. Mm-hmm. They have their own unique style. So it's a lot of that, communicating back a, and forth. That's a point of contention because uh, when I was working at UMass. Uh, my professor like came down on everyone about like no design by committee. Like this guy's the designer. He is designing. You don't give him ideas. You can suggest stuff, but don't try to tell him how to design his shit. I don't know. I, I feel like that's always a sticky cause I'm the type of person that's like, some people are like that with directors too, where it's like, he's the director. He know, but like sometimes I don't know. And like, it's a, it's from, from, for me, it's a collaboration. It's always yeah. a collaboration. It's always, the, you have ideas. And like, I, I could, I don't fucking... I'll take ideas from anybody, from the PA. Like, I don't care. Like... Dude, I, I'm the same way. That's, like... I hate the hierarchy. More, I hate... I mean, I do like the hierarchy. I like the... the there needs to be someone in charge. But I hate the, the stigma of, you don't fucking talk to me. I'm the director. Like... Well, well, <clears throat> in this in this case, it was, like... I agree. Like, I like that's <clears throat> half of the... Like, whenever I've had an assistant, that's half of what I do with them. It's, like, what do you think of this? Because, like, I, I might have my idea, and I might think that like i'm communicating like like as a as a costume designer for example like i'll pick a piece of clothing and be like this is because what you're trying to do essentially like whenever you're designing something you know at least you know industry-wise like with costumes you're trying to kind of like tell a story visually with those pieces of clothing right and so i might think that this scarf says one thing and i show my assistant they're like no that actually you know, like when we were talking about the word mongoloids earlier. And I, and I was like, that's actually really offensive. It's so similar. And, no, but but like I might I might put a print on a dress and they'll be like, that's actually culturally insensitive. Like you should. And it's like, oh, I had no fucking idea. Thank you for telling me that. Like yeah. I <clears throat> designed by committee. It's a sticky world because it's like. Are, are they suggesting or are they telling you what you should do? Like that there's like a different. I don't know that you just yeah. you mentioned that and it immediately made me think of him saying don't tell them what to do. And it's like, well, they're not really telling you how to design. They're like giving input. Yeah. We're all doing it together. Yeah. We're all like, and, uh, uh, yeah. So all that, which is like, and I, I've been thinking about this for a while, like not wanting to be as part of the, I don't know, big professional world as much. Mm-hmm. Cause like I worked with these guys, uh, auspicious Phoenix productions, shout out to them. Awesome guys. I interned for them for a semester uh-huh. and, uh, I just love their whole mindset. Their whole thing was like, they, they got, they have like their master's degree in film and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And they, they also teach, well, one of them teaches in Emerson, Jim Dandy, who was one of the co-founders. Um, oh, cool, cool, cool. Teaches Emerson BU. And their just whole philosophy was like, yeah, we graduated and we wanted to make our own stuff, but like, we didn't want to like go through the traditional route of like being a PA and then working for years and years and years and working your way up maybe. And like, they wanted to do their own thing and like yeah. make money their own way, and I, I, I just kind of fell in love with that like whole mindset because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to fucking Dude. do that work for like years and years and years. Like I, ha- I, I could when there's so many avenues, yeah, like, to pr- to produce <laughs> your stuff and get it out there. That's, now. that's like, yeah, 
I was just going to say exactly that. Like you have the, what you just said, so many different avenues. It's like you have an, like, like, you know, that you've got the thing that you were telling me about. Was it the, the fantasy one that you were talking that you like kind of stopped working on? Which, which one was it that you used? Oh, the script was oh, it the, that, that I stopped stuff? working on? Yeah. Like that, that was you the kept one, like, wanting to rewrite. Oh, that was the, like the fortune teller cop okay. one, the gas station. Um, cause I've got, <clears throat> cause like, like I said a minute ago, like I came out fully focused, like I'm going to be the next big costume designer. And now I'm like, dude, I don't even know how much I like, like I love designing and stuff. But I've always wanted to do what we're doing right now. I've always yeah. wanted to have like a podcast. I've, I've always wanted to have a podcast too. Yeah. Dude, like... I've always... Oh my god! Oh my god! What are we like in love or something? <laughs> <laughs> okay, back off. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, but like, and, and and like the sketch is like, dude. Since I was in middle school, I wanted to make like videos and stuff. Dude, and I made. I used to make videos in middle school. Dude, and I, then I, and then I I used to want to, and my friends were cool, but like. I don't know. We we did, and they were not good. But like, I mean, we made them too, and they were not good. Yeah. My videos were basically me trying to be. They're, they're not even on YouTube anymore. Yeah, those ones aren't. But on we YouTube. didn't take them down. Those so were. Like, I think I deleted the channel. Like Boy? they're not on YouTube anymore either. But like my sketches were like we would do like Smosh type sketches oh, where they were just like, like weird that. and funny. We tried to do. Do you know Freddie Wong? I know Freddie Wong, but I've never seen anything. So Freddie Wong <laughs> used to do like name. these like action gun videos. Like, right. like he was like super cinematic dude. He was like uh-huh. an awesome. He's like a great filmmaker, and he's awesome on YouTube. Um, but we would try to do those, and like, and uh, that's how I learned how to use Premiere. Was like because oh. he used to make videos about like how to do a muzzle flare and stuff like that. So that's why I would try to do. It. And then we would also, oh, I wanted to do like Charlie is so cool like vlogs. Like I just wanted to do like a vlog. Yeah. And then I did, like, two episodes of the vlog. And then me and my friend, like, he just didn't want to do it anymore. So then I was like, oh, I guess I, I'm, I guess it's just over now. Like, it didn't, like, I was like, dude, I can't do this on my own. Like, Dude, well, you, you kind of can't. Like, I mean, and then dude, I, I, I've been, I made a couple sketches on my own. Like, I, 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 I you've like, seen a couple of my videos. And like, they're good. Yeah. I, I feel like you need at least one other person to be bouncing yeah. ideas off of. Like, well, I was you know. so limited because, like, I couldn't even move my camera around. I couldn't even do, like, yeah. interesting stuff with the camera. It was like, I just had to place it in like, a tripod. Shows. Yeah, just, like, because it was just me by myself. Which is fine. I can't, I, like, I, you know, you saw my anxiety Yeah, videos. the anxiety ones, you made that work. Yeah. Like, yeah. Thank you. I mean, yeah. because that I mean, that was the point, is I wanted it to be, like, me and myself. Yeah. But, um... I, I definitely think you need another person. I, I At agree. least one or two to, like... To really make that stuff work. Because then you get a chemistry and a dynamic going. Yeah. And then it's like, it's that's kind of where the funniness comes from. Smosh, um, super mega. Yeah. Game Grumps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Those are like duos. Like, um, I never, I never. Gus Johnson, kind of. He's making, not really. He's more by himself. He's making more stuff with his brother. <laughs> <laughs> that's like my favorite thing. Uh, yeah, I can't think of any more. I mean, super mega is my like favorite. Well, actually, it's kind of changing now because like there are a lot of people who do make things on their own now. But yeah. but uh, the difference is with so someone like Gus Johnson, he usually has people hold the camera for him. Right. He's and got then like, folks. Someone like uh, I don't know, like Pro ZD or Caleb City. I think they also have people like doing stuff. But some of the most some other times too, they're just like on their phone. You Especially like Pro ZD, like a lot of his stuff is on his phone. Like some of his earlier stuff. Well. Regardless, for the type of stuff I want to do, I think that we want to do, I think it's good to have a, a partnership of some kind. Because, mm-hmm. cause like, for example, when you came over today, 
I like because I was gonna bring up the necromancy, the necromancer documentary. I wanted to because I want to write that. I want you to direct it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I would love to do that. Um, please. Yeah, well, it'd be fucking awesome. Uh, I need to finish it. I want Emma and Megan, my friend Megan, help me write it too. I think they'll probably be actors in it. But mm-hmm. that's like a whole. That's a, but that goes back to what I was saying. What you were mentioned earlier about the different avenues. Like, I'm a costume designer. But I can also bring that knowledge into the sketches we do, you know? Like, yeah. Like, now we can have... Where, and like, I'm a director, and I can bring you in my projects, and you can be my costume guy. Yeah, like, like I can... What I don't know shit about costume design. Well, yeah, what I'm trying to say is, we're two multifaceted individuals, and the skills complement each other, and I think we can accomplish a lot with pretty little... Like, like some, it's like, you know... Some groups I've seen, I don't think they think about costumes fully the way that I would. I'm so special and smart. Yeah, you're so special and <laughs> smart. But, like, I have a background that's, like, professional and educational in it. And, like, I see them. I see them. Even the smallest things, like, can make a difference. And, like, I'm not saying that's going to completely overhaul a production. But it's just, like, it's another piece of, like, I mean, the the props and shit I make. Like, you know, now we have access. Like, I can just make us things. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, do we do we need a Boba Fett helmet? I'll just make one. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll make a big laser rifle for us. Um, but anyway, like, just having all these different skills, I feel like we, as the two of us combined, is almost a small projection company in and of itself. Yeah, I mean, like, with the... I mean, like, me and my friends have talked about that a lot, like, starting yeah. a production company or whatever. I... But like, I really no matter what like even if it's just the level of this want i just like making content yeah i like <laughs> i like making stuff too and i feel like i haven't made anything no in a long time the last thing i made I've the made, last big thing i made i made a music video for my friend's band well, there you go. i've written a lot of like stories and i put them around in places nobody fucking sees them <laughs> now well, hopefully you the audience will keep us in check and we'll, we'll tell search. us to fucking Oh shoot! Do Jacob's here. Okay, let's let's do a so, pause. Let's do a pause and we'll say. Well, no, I mean we could keep rolling. Like let's just wrap real quick. Okay. Um, I want to end this with like this is a pilot. Yeah, <laughs> there this is be... a pilot episode. This is a bunch of garbage. But... Well, this well this podcast will take many forms. It'll be informational like this. Like I feel like we talked a lot about industry stuff, and I feel like some folks like that. Mm-hmm. But my hope also is it's to have a lot of like, and gaps. Yeah, well, like, we'll we'll have a lot of, like, we'll have characters on here. We'll have guests on here. Like, we plan to have guests. We plan to do a lot of improv bits. I mean, a lot of the comedy we plan, the sketches we plan on doing are, like, improv, maybe semi-scripted improv. So, like, yeah. you know, we do voices. I do, I do bad voices. I do voices. My name's Arnold. (laughs) We do voices. The best part is voice actors will listen to this, and then they'll be like, you're bad. Here's how you fix it. Yeah. But anyway, to wrap things up, that was a cool spiel. We're two interesting fellows. Yeah, come listen to us more, please. Listen to us more. Watch our things once they start coming out. I think the tentative title is Human Pasta. Until we I'm gonna, you know, let's just go with Human Pasta. Do you think so? Yeah, I think we should go with Human Pasta. You're really proud of it, and I'm. I just think it's fucking funny. It is really funny. Sounds weird. Welcome to Human Pasta. (laughs) Human Pasta. At least until we like, unless we think of something. I just picture one of us in the shower being like, fuck human pasta. No, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty good with human pasta, if yeah. I'm honest. Human pasta. We can ask Jacob, too. I mean, Jacob also, Jacob is a friend of ours. They're not here, right? I mean, they're they're in the driveway right now, so we have to wrap up really quick. But 
they wanted to help produce this. So we could, I mean, you know, they'll, they'll probably be here. But anyway, this was the opening season. This is the pilot. We'll have episodes like this. We'll have half and half improv stuff. It'll be, it'll be wacky. Anyway, signing off. Signing off. See you all. We love you. This, this has if been. If you have to pull over to the side of the road, it's okay. Just call me. It's fine. Call me that you're okay. Don't call us. Uh, there's food in the microwave. Don't contact okay, me. Okay, yeah. Stay don't, away. Don't call Quentin. <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> This is Quentin Bell. I'm Derek Mola. Have a lovely evening. <laughs> blah, 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 blah.